Welcome to the Sustainable Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Martin, and I'm here to talk about my views on holistic sustainability. We as a community will fill our own cups with passion and care in order to serve the people and earth around us. I will be speaking on holistic health, sustainable living in all aspects, and the things that I have learned through struggles with food, body image, and self-esteem. Together, we will find our most authentic, joyful, sustainable lives, one episode at a time. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Sustainable Soul Podcast. Um, I am realizing, I was just having this thought today. I was in a meeting with one of my coworkers, and I was like, it is really hard for me to have phone calls or even podcasts or meetings and stuff over Zoom because I get so anxious about, like, talking on the phone or talking on zoom or talking to the microphone or whatever and I always have an outline of what I'm gonna say like pretty much in all of those scenarios honestly like even if it's just a mental checklist I'm like okay what am I gonna talk about what am I gonna do and then if the conversation flows differently I get so freaked out about it and then I'm like oh my gosh I have to get back on track but it's kind of fun to just like vibe in the conversation like I haven't I don't know. I had never really noticed it till today. I was in this meeting with my new coworker who I really like and I like knew what I wanted to talk to her about in this meeting. And then we started having small talk and for like the first reaction I had was like, okay, like let's wrap this up so we can get back into what we actually need to talk about. And then I like talked to her and we were laughing and we were just like chatting about work and chatting about our lives and stuff. And I was like, oh, why do I always get so anxious about phone calls? Like, it's just a conversation. And then when I was having that realization, I was just, like, thinking about work in general and how many things I've learned at my job so far. And there are so many little things that I just wanted to, like, talk about because they really do apply to life in general. Like, that that little lesson is applicable to any conversation because it's, like, when you have this plan for a conversation and then basically if it like doesn't go the way you want you're trying to redirect it you're spending energy like redirecting it and thinking in your head about how the conversation could be going instead of just being in the moment and talking and maybe that's just me maybe i'm literally such a control freak but i'm pretty sure i'm not alone i'm just gonna put that out there and say if you do that you are not alone i do it too but let's work on that and let's enjoy human connection Let's enjoy talking to our coworkers and talking to our friends and our parents and like any conversation. Let's kind of just enjoy it. Anyways, um, so a little update before I get into the episode. I am sitting in the parking lot of SoulCycle right now and I'm really excited because I'm going to New Jersey tomorrow to visit Steven's family for the next couple of weeks before school starts. So I'm kind of doing this a little bit early because I know I'm not going to like have my microphone and stuff when I'm there. But I wanted to talk today about, like, lessons that I've learned from my first job, the internship that I talked about in the last episode that kind of threw me off track a little bit. But now that I'm, like, in my groove, I'm loving it so much. And it's a fully remote job. And that is something that I honestly was like, I will never do fully remote. Even when, like, when we started doing Zoom classes, I was like, I vow to never, ever do a remote job because I hate remote classes so much. And honestly, my um, feelings have really flipped around that. And I'll talk about remote 
and how I've learned to kind of like balance my time and why now I think it's actually a really good thing for me and maybe like it'll help flip your perspective too if you're doing something that you thought was like not ideal and it's remote like there are really good things about it and there are definitely pros and cons we'll talk about all of that but I just want to kind of talk through my experience and then there's a bunch of like big life lessons that I've learned I want to have this so that I could listen back if I need advice on something and I want you guys to know that you're not alone all of these issues are what are coming up for me for my first job and they might be a little different than yours but hopefully they're a little bit applicable and yeah so let's get into talking about what I've learned this summer and how I've grown from my first job all right I'm gonna kind of split this up into two sections that I really want to talk about and the first is how I've dealt with imposter syndrome and getting past it and building my confidence in the workplace. So when I first started this job, I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but I basically started it in a mindset of fear and a mindset of thinking I needed to prove myself all the time. And that's a mindset shift that I really had that was a little bit late. Like I wish I had kind of had this before I got hired, but basically you are there to learn for your first job. Nobody is expecting you to be the best one at the company. People are expecting you to do your best, to ask questions, to try hard, to get your work done, but to ask for help when you need it. And if they hired you, if the company hired you, you don't have to prove yourself to them anymore. The time when you have to like, quote, prove yourself, which that's in the interview process. You have to show them that you are the one that they want to hire. And then once they've hired you, you're not proving yourself anymore you are establishing your role and you're growing from there. So you are at the baseline that they need you to be at. They wouldn't have hired you if they didn't want your specific skill set. Once you get into these jobs that are like for your skill set and what you're really interested in rather than like service jobs, that they are paying you for your brain and your mind and the way that you solve things rather than just paying you to be a placeholder and and I'm not saying this at all to be rude to service workers not putting those jobs down at all I'm saying for the way that I was using it which was like I'm gonna go and turn off my brain and make money and that's all I want to do so it's so different because it's not you taking up space and like doing these jobs that don't really require much thought it's they want to know how your brain works and they want your specific input into these projects So even that alone should really build your confidence that like they hired you because they want your ideas. So that's the first thing. And then the second part is it's really important to admit when you're wrong or to admit when you don't know something. When you're in a mindset of really trying to prove yourself to your employer, to your coworkers, or even to yourself, it can get really hard when your ego gets in the way. And it's telling you like if you are wrong about something you failed or if you have to ask a question you're not good enough to be in this role that's not true like people forget things all the time or people aren't the expert in the situation and when you're a new hire a lot of times you're just not the expert in the company yet like you don't know how they work even if you are fully fully qualified to work there and even if you are the smartest person in the room if somebody else has been working in that company for five years they understand the company better than you do And so people are going to have their own strengths and weaknesses, and it's important to expand your connections and feel comfortable asking questions when you don't know. Or saying, hey, I messed up. I was wrong about this. Can you help me redirect myself? 
And that will just make you such a better employee because if you just plow through things and you are like, I know I'm doing everything right and I don't want to ask anybody else for help, whether that's out of fear and out of like your ego or whether it's you genuinely thinking that you're always right, it's so important to ask people for help and to acknowledge the fact that people have different strengths and weaknesses. So somebody's going to be way better than you in some things and some people are going to be way worse than you in some things. And you have your own strengths and weaknesses and so does everybody else. So the point of working in a company is having that team to make the best product that you can. So it's important to just admit when you're wrong or admit when you need help and need to ask a question because not only will that help make whatever job you're doing better, but also it'll help you learn. So that's the second part. And then another thing that is kind of in that same vein is realizing that if somebody is really good at their job, it doesn't mean that they're automatically so much smarter than you. It means that people are adaptable because if somebody is doing the same thing over and over again, they have a good work ethic and they're really learning every day. If they're there for a year, then it's going to seem like they have everything figured out. They know all the answers. And it it always seems like that from the outside looking in. Like when I started, I was being trained by someone and I was like, oh my gosh, she is, she knows everything about this position. And I don't know how I'll ever get to that mindset. And I was asking her all these questions and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so annoying because I just don't know anything. And I'm supposed to be doing this job that she's doing. And I don't know a quarter of the things that she knows. And then two months later, which is not a long time in the grand scheme of things, I was in the position where I was training the next person who's coming in. And I had this moment of shock where I was like, I'm not qualified to train her. I was like, I don't know. I'm not an expert at this job. Like I just started two months ago and I feel like I'm just starting to get the hang of it. And I started training her and on in the book, she is much more qualified than I am. And she and I have very similar ways of working and like we're very much on the same playing field or she's better off than me but then we started training and she was like I just feel so overwhelmed like I don't know how to work within this company and I was realizing I'm like oh I understand this company better than she does right now obviously after I train her and after she gets experience like we're gonna be working together on the same team and she's gonna understand it just as well if not better than I do so it's not that I'm smarter than her I'm better than her in anything at all it's that I'm adaptable and that I've changed over the past two months because I've been working this job every day and your brain just stuff just seeps in like you can think about anything that you've done every day for a while like if you played a sport think about when you first start it's like it's so hard to even think back to that time but like I played volleyball and there was a time when I did not know how to straighten my arms to pass a ball And then I got to a point where I was playing super competitively or the same thing with music. Like there was a point where I didn't even know how to like blow into my flute to make a noise. And then before I knew it, I was in high school playing like all these crazy, all this crazy music. And so if you work at something every day, even if it's subconscious, even if it's like, okay, I'm just going to work, you're going to get better at it. And it's going to help that you're adaptable. So just remembering that the people who are above you started where you were and everybody started somewhere. And the only way that you can get better and be in that position is when you're adaptable and you really want to learn. So like I was saying before, when you admit when you make a mistake or when you need help or need to ask questions, people are there to help you and then you will get better and you'll get smarter because you're 
seeping other people's knowledge into your brain. So, yeah. And then the last thing about this whole imposter syndrome and working as a team and kind of just being a good employee is realizing that everybody in your company is working towards the same goal. This was a mistake that I have definitely made in the past. And I honestly had this epiphany today because every time I would hop on a call with people from the company, if there was like a disagreement or they weren't sure what I was doing, my first thought was like, they think I'm doing something wrong. So they need to meet with me so they can tell me how to do it better. And that never actually happened. Like, I don't know where I got that idea from, but I just get this anxiety about, especially remote, like especially over email or Slack or messages or whatever. It's like, I'm always terrified that someone is mad at me. And especially if they ask to hop on a call, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am in trouble and they are going to be so angry with me and I messed up and oh my gosh, I have to prepare, prepare, prepare. And I get so stressed out about these calls. And today I had one of those calls and before I went into it, I was just like, we are all on the same team. And this is especially true if you're working in like sustainability or I think about it with anything with a good cause. Like if you're working in healthcare, if you're working in, I don't know, anything that, like I was saying, like that just has a good cause all of you have that common goal in mind. So it's important to really dig down deep and think about what the root of your company is. So I'm working in making corporate sustainability better. And so I think about that before I go into a meeting and I'm like, we're all working together on the same team. So if I make a mistake, why wouldn't they want to help me? And they always do. So looking at it from that perspective as like, everybody wants to just make our company better and push towards our goal rather than taking anything personally and thinking that you're in trouble or you've done something wrong like all of it just goes back to that idea of like we are all working in the same team towards the same goal so be confident in the fact that you're part of the team and they want to help you and they want to help you get better and help make the product better so just really leaning into that team experience and those were all of the things that I've learned from like dealing with imposter syndrome in the workplace And basically, it's just one of those things that you have to build your confidence and realize that you are there for a reason. I said this at the beginning, but it's always good to hear stuff repeated. That's really important. But if you were hired, they want you there for a reason. They see the unique way that your brain works and they saw something in you that they want that in their company. And it goes way beyond your your knowledge. It's the way that you act. It's the your personality. It's if you're good with people. It's even if you just have an outside of the box creative way of thinking, people see that and they want you in their company and you are a vital part just the way you are. You don't have to try to hide any like unique part of yourself and you don't have to try to succumb to like that mindset that if you're the new person, you're the worst one there or you're like not a super vital member of the team. You're there for a reason and everybody wants you to get better and you should want to get better. So just having that mindset going into your first job is something that I wish I could have gone back three months ago and told myself because I think that it would have helped me to be successful early on. And I think it's something that you kind of have to go through to really understand because people were telling me this at the beginning of my job and I tried to listen, but I did not believe it. I still thought like, I'm making mistakes and I'm not doing a good job and I was afraid I was going to get fired all the time. That's another thing. I had this fear that I was literally going to get fired for any reason. People are not trying to fire you. Like 
your boss hired you and they really want you there. And so they're going to do everything they can to make sure that you fit into their role that they want for you. And they're going to help you to succeed. They don't want to fire you. Like that was such an irrational thought that I had for the first like three weeks of my job is I was literally like, I make one mistake, I'm getting fired. And that's just kind of like a naive thing because, or I guess naive isn't the word. That's like a, um, an experience thing that I think it's just like worst case scenario that I was playing over in my head. But that's just a tangent that like, you're not going to get fired for anything. So if you're worried about that, don't be worried about it because I was worried about that too. But yeah, so that is the end of like my first part about like dealing with imposter syndrome in the workplace. Okay, so to finish out this episode, I'm going to talk about my experience with working remote and how I've actually found a lot of joy from it and how I've flipped from saying I would literally never ever work a remote job to actually really embracing it and loving it, honestly. And so... The first like overarching theme, which I'm sure you've heard from so many people, especially with like Zoom classes and stuff, is to just set your boundaries. And that's going to kind of weave into all these other tips that I have throughout all the other like, yeah, all the other tips. But I just want to say it at the beginning, like if you are going to clock out at four or five or whatever time you're going to clock out, actually clock out, like log out of your work email turn off your notifications for like slack and stuff like do not keep working past the time that you've clocked out and I think there's something to be said like I have my slack notifications on and sometimes if there's a message I can respond to within 30 seconds I'm like okay I might as well just respond to it but I make sure to say like here's the answer to your question but I'm away from my computer so I am not going to work on it right now like setting those boundaries is just so important for your mental health because that's where it differs from a traditional like in the office job like people who are working in an office you clock out at four or five or whatever and then you go home and you cannot go back to work you can't go back and like just use the work facilities two hours after you clock out like it's just not how it works you'd get what you can get done done within the hours that you're there and then you go home and that's the end of your work day so finding those boundaries while working remote is really important and they don't have to look like a traditional nine to five like that was one thing I was trying to do was like fit my remote job into the mold of a nine to five office job which just isn't the way to thrive in this environment but it is important to set those boundaries so if you want to be clocked out at four o'clock one day clock out and don't keep working after that And the way that I've been able to do this while like not being anxious because at the beginning I like I would clock out at like four or five and then I was like if I got a message I would go immediately back to my computer and work on it right then. And so I'd be working like on and off and I didn't know if I should clock those hours and it just got like kind of messy. And so what I've done is just be really really transparent with the people who I'm working on we're working on projects with like If I'm working with another teammate and we are doing this big project, I'll say like, hey, I'll be on my computer till today at four. So let's get everything we can get done within those hours. And then I'm logging off so we can work on it more tomorrow. And by setting those boundaries and being really transparent, you avoid any guilt of like, oh, maybe I should be working right now. Like you tell them when you are clocking out and then it'll hold yourself accountable to really clock out at that time and to just enjoy your evening and be off. So setting those boundaries is really important. And then 
another part of working remote is that you have to love your workspace. Like, I think there's something to be said for people who go to cafes and work or go to like libraries and stuff. Like, you can go work remote from anywhere, but wherever your home base is going to be, make sure you love that space. Like, I spent a lot of time fostering like a really happy space at my desk. And luckily, I'm like really, I feel really lucky to have a window right next to my desk so I can like look outside and see trees and just like I'm very close to the outside but if your desk is facing a wall like maybe consider reorganizing your room so that it's facing a window or change out the decorations on your desk or if it's really messy like every morning clean off your desk before you start work having that clean space and the space that you just love like maybe having a picture of your family or your friends or like your pet or something having something that you love right there having nice pens and pencils that you love to use having a good notebook um I just bought a laptop stand for my desk and it makes it look so cute I'm literally obsessed with it but like making a desk space that you just love to work at and it kind of like makes you excited to sit down and work will change your remote working experience because it's like as if you've decorated your office so really pay attention to the space that you're working in and make sure that it's a place that brings joy to you. Um, And then another part of remote work that I've had to play around with is just like messing around with your schedule and figuring out what works for you. Like I said at the beginning, I tried to mold my remote work into a like traditional style of work and that's not how I thrive. Like now I've realized I really work well in the mornings. Like I'm so productive from like nine to one is my most productive time of the day. So I take time in the morning before nine and I do my thought out morning routine. I like take my time in the morning. I don't rush to get into work at 7.30 or eight because no one's clocking my hours. So I can get into work at nine. So I go to work at nine. I work till one, I eat lunch. And then after lunch, I usually take a break. And that's where my break is. And then I can work for a couple hours after that and I'm done for the day. But the cool thing about working remote is like if you are a super early riser and you wake up at six and you want to get started at seven, work seven to two. Or if you like wake up really late and you want to work, you know, start work at 11, like work 11 to six. You can change your schedule around or you can do two hours in the morning, take an hour break, two hours, take an hour break. Like you have to kind of play around with it, especially the first few weeks when you're like onboarding and training and doing all those things. You should really play around with your schedule and embrace that you're working remote and you don't have to follow a traditional nine to five job. And going along with that, take advantage of the opportunity that remote work brings you. If somebody invites you to go to the beach in the afternoon and you can afford to like move those hours around in your day and maybe work more one day and work less another you can go to the beach with your friends. Like you don't have to feel tied down to your work. And that's something that I have trouble with if I'm like, well, it's a Tuesday. If I was working in an office, like I couldn't say yes to doing these plans. I couldn't go outside for a few hours. I couldn't like go sunbathe, whatever I want to do. And I feel like I shouldn't be doing because I'm technically like it's the work week. That's the beauty of remote work. If you're making your own hours and you feel super productive one day and you want to go lay out at the beach the next day, just get front load your week or back load your week like you don't have to feel constricted by the like standards that come with working a job you can make your own hours and take the opportunities that arise from having that flexible schedule 
And for me, that has been so cool this summer because I've been able to travel and see my friends. And even if I have to work a few hours here and there, I can mold my schedule around whatever I want to do. So that's like one of the really cool things about remote learning that I hadn't really understood before because I had such a rigid mindset about like, I should be working right now. So I'm not even going to say yes to opportunities because if I was working a different job, I would be working right now. And that thinking just doesn't make any sense. You have to get rid of those ideas in your head that you have about working if you're working a remote job and realize that things are changing and we have to kind of pave our own way here because this is an unprecedented time as everybody is saying like 10 years ago thinking about fully remote companies or fully remote jobs would have been like what like that's not even an option and now we're having to rethink the way that we do things but that's not necessarily a bad thing we don't have to go back to normal and go back to what things were like before remote work was a thing like we can take this and really roll with it this can be an opportunity for us to explore other passions I'm recording this podcast at 5 at 5 p.m on a Thursday night like I would have just been getting home from work if I was working a nine to five but I'm able to pursue these passion projects and that's so cool that I can like do my remote job and I can pursue other things because I make my own schedule and I don't have to follow anything rigid so really, really take advantage of those opportunities. And then along with that, this is kind of like I was saying before, but take advantage of the fact that you have coworkers, even though you're in a remote space and it can be kind of hard or kind of awkward to connect over Zoom or over message and stuff, really check in with your coworkers and lean on them. And there's always like a different relationship. It's not like they're always going to be your best friends. Like sometimes there's more of a professional level of things there but it's really really validating to talk to someone who's in the same position as you and be like hey this is really stressing me out or I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm getting zoom fatigue or like just leaning on them and talking to them about things that you're feeling oftentimes they're going to be feeling the same thing that you are and you can really talk about that and lean on your coworkers. even though you're in a remote environment it doesn't mean that they're not real people behind that screen and they don't have emotions and they don't have plans and they don't have like all these human experiences that we have just because we're not seeing them face to face doesn't mean that they're not there so just remember that you have people to lean on and it's really important to take advantage of those opportunities and that time and the fact that we have zoom to connect with these people who might not even be in the same state as you or country as you you have the opportunity to connect with them so really take advantage of that and lean on your coworkers. And then the last tip that I have is separating your like fun time or your off time from your workplace. And this is really, really important. Like I've been eating all of my meals outside, which has been really nice. Like the weather has been really good in Berkeley. And so that's been possible for me. But I used to like eat at my desk a lot when I was doing remote school. And that just like made the whole day mesh into one and I mean, that was also bad because it made my eating very not mindful and I would just like scarf stuff down and it made it like impossible to enjoy my meals. But now I go outside and I like really take a break from work. I do not bring my computer with me. I just go outside and I enjoy my meal. And it's the same thing if you're like having off time or you're taking a break, try to get out of the room. Try to at least get away from your desk if you're taking a break. And if possible, leave the room or leave the house, go on a walk you have the opportunity to not be stuck at your desk all day. So take those 10 minutes and literally just take a walk around the block or go eat your food outside or even just in your dining room. Like 
making sure to separate your home workspace from the rest of your space will make sure that you have a sustainable work day that you can get through and enjoy because it's not all monotonous and you're not just sitting at your desk. You don't wake up in your bed and then go straight to your desk and then work all day and then go to sleep in your bed. Like your whole life should not be lived in your bedroom or in your office or wherever your desk is. Make sure that you're switching up your environments and finding places that work for you for eating or for taking breaks or like movement and all those things. Like just try to change up your space a little bit so that things don't get too monotonous. All right, that was my episode for the day. Um, It was a little scattered and honestly, like I said, I am still learning so much from this job, but those are some of the things that have really stuck out to me that I've had to deal with and that I've felt like I've made really good progress in, in the two areas of feeling imposter syndrome and anxiety when I started work and hating the idea of working remote to now I feel very confident in my role and I feel very happy about the remote situation. So I'm just hoping that we can all exceed, exceed, what is the word? We can all excel in our workplaces and maybe this will be a jumping point for you. And I know that if you're in your first job or you're new to a company or whatever, you are killing it and you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And if you keep at it and you keep being adaptive and keep learning, keep asking questions, you are going to thrive. And I am going to thrive too. So I'm going to tell myself that I'm killing it. I'm being adaptable, asking questions, and I'm going to thrive. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.